This is an independent podcast. Nathan here. We're proud to have Syntax Strategic as our sponsor. Syntax, led by entrepreneur Jennifer Stewart, is an all-female Canadian public relations and marketing firm that believes in supporting people like us dudes, those who want to tell stories of others and make the world a little bit better and brighter. I'm Drew Becky. I'm a defender for Atletico Ottawa in the Canadian Premier League, and this is my interview with the interview dudes. So, I know that you're a defender. Why did you choose to be a defender? Because, like, I'm kind of a striker, you know. I used to be, at least. <laughs> I like it. Uh, that's a great question. Well, I, I, I love scoring goals, too, but uh, I think when I was young, I was just always had a, a defensive attitude. I was more of an organizer. I was more of somebody in the back who enjoyed uh, tackling the ball. And uh, just, <laughs> I just like playing defense. It was the same in, in many other sports when I played hockey or I played uh, basketball. I was always a better defensive player. And that was just my skill set. So I, I went along those lines. And, and that's just uh, what got me to have a, a long career. And, and that's why I love playing the game. I love defending. So your position in soccer is like a defender, right? So since, well, I, I do play soccer and I am also that position. So um, I'll ask, what are some good tips and advice for a soccer like defenders? Well, I think a defender, uh, you know, the game has changed a lot in the last 10 years. And so it'll be different for you guys growing up playing than it was for me even. Um, and I think a modern defender needs to be able to uh, have a, a strong voice, one that is understanding how the system is played, Maybe whether you're playing a 4-4-2 or you're playing a 3-5-2 or you're playing a 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1. There's many different systems and being able to organize your teammates and read the, the cues of the other team is important. And when I say cues, that means uh, is there pressure on the ball? As a defender, if I'm playing center back or I'm playing right back or left back, whatever it is, if there's no pressure on the ball, well, I can't step up and, and maybe defend the, the guy in front of me because the space in behind is the most important uh, thing to defend. So I think when you're young, understanding the cues of the game, does it look like a guy's putting his head down and is going to kick it long? If so, and you see those cues and you drop and maybe you head it out or you trap it. Um, but also to have a, a, a good ability to defend 1v1, you know, staying low, understanding uh, how a player moves, if he's right-footed, if he's left-footed, fast, is he, uh, you know, more tricky? So those kind of things. So congrats on making the playoffs, by the way. Isn't this Atletico's uh, soon is going to be their first home playoff game coming up? Yes. Thank you, Jack. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a, uh, you know, a big turnaround from the last year that we had. Uh, where we were in last place. So to see how the organization has really come together and created a successful team has been really exciting. So how do you, as the captain, lead and keep everyone calm and focused, like in a game or before the game? Uh, another great question. I, I'm more of a leader by action. I don't choose, I don't choose to say a lot of uh, things in the locker room or 
uh, we like to call somebody that's, you know, maybe more rah-rah, somebody that's trying to pump each other up with, with more words. I, I try to lead by action and, um, you know, I also try to pull guys aside every now and then and say, hey, you did really good there. Um, just give them more individual motivation uh, because I, that's just how I lead. It's different than others. Some people like to, to be more vocal. And, and I'm vocal on the field in a different way. You know, I'm organizing, as I said, but uh, I like to go out there and, and do my work and let my actions speak for themselves. And we've done a, everybody's done a good job of understanding their role this year. And so leadership, I'm just the guy that wears the armband. It's an honor for sure, but anybody could wear that. You know what I mean? It's, it's not about wearing the armband. It's about uh, producing results, which we've done now, um, getting wins and, uh, you know, making the playoffs because uh, in professional sports, it's about getting the results. And those who do get the results stay in the game and uh, have long careers. So that's what we're all trying to do. Where was your favorite place to play and why? And like, also, can you tell me what it was off the field? Like how it was off the field? As in my favorite teams where I played, where was my favorite place I played, you mean? Yeah. Oh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, well, this is my second time playing in Ottawa. There used to be a, a, an old team here. So uh, I, I guess I could say I, I love I love Ottawa the most. Uh, I've played in – I've got to play in many different countries and, and for many different teams uh, in many cities. And this has been the one that feels most like home just because of the, the people, the organization. Um, I get to play with my best friend, Carl. And uh, that – the people are the most important part of your career. They're the people that, that support you. Uh, you don't remember. I like to say this. You don't remember the games you played. You remember the people you did it with, right? And so uh, I'm surrounded by a lot of great people. And there's ups and downs every year, right, in, in any part or any city you're in. And that's just life. So being able to go through those kind of roller coaster of emotions with a certain group of people is, is really exciting. And that's my favorite part about playing, playing soccer. So, like, like apart from, like, off the pitch, which which place you played in had the be- most beautiful scenery? Ah, the most beautiful scenery. Oh, man. That's a great question. I lived in Florida for a year, and so I loved I loved going to the beach uh, and, and, and spending some time on the beach during the summer. It was a little bit too warm for me. But uh, I lived only a, a street away from, from the beach in Jacksonville. So uh, I think that, that might win uh, the most beautiful scenery to see the water every day. Wow. Mm, nice. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. What are some of the biggest responsibilities of being like a leader on the team? Responsibilities, right? And making sure that uh, everybody's mentally locked in. And when I say mentally locked in is making sure they're understanding their role understanding what the game plan is, uh, reiterating that game plan. So making sure that people get it, hearing it multiple times, right? Multiple times. And how do we make it, uh, how do we make the game the easiest, especially for the youngest players? So if we're going into a week and we're playing against a tough opponent, well, we might change formation and we might say, hey, um, today we're going to focus on, you know, playing out wide to attacking behind. Well, when you're an older player, you've done those things a lot of times and you have the repetition, you have the experience. And experience is something that you can't teach. You just have to go through 
you know, bad times and good times to understand, okay, I've done this before many times. I can do it again. And I can repeat that action uh, as a successful action many, many times. But when you're a young player, uh, you may not have that confidence and you might be a little bit nervous. And having nerves is not a bad thing, but as a leader and some being some uh, more of the older guys now, some of the senior guys, it's our job to kind of take that, that responsibility and say, okay, we need to do a little bit more of the heavy lifting. We need to help this player through the game. And by doing that, we're just giving encouraging words. Hey, uh, there's a man on your right. There's a man on your back. Hey, step left, step up, uh, those type of things. And, and that goes a long way in the game. It gives you energy. So that's our job as a, as a leader. And I depend on some of the other guys to do the same. Is there anything you specifically do to prepare for the playoffs? Well, since we've had a, a very successful year uh, doing, you know, having good results that, that brought us to the playoffs, we want to keep doing the same things that have brought us to this moment. Uh, and that is the same as we've always done. Been strong defensively. We haven't given up a lot of goals. Uh, we can always improve things, though, right? We can score more goals. Uh, we can be better at having possession. So during this week, you know, when we have our last game on Sunday and going into the playoffs, we want to finish strong by doing those things and give confidence to each other, right? And, uh, you know, the mark of a good team is finding a way to win. It may be ugly sometimes. It may be beautiful sometimes, but you're always finding a way to win. That was one of the first things kind of when I was your age that I learned playing baseball. My coach, he said, champions, they always find a way to win. And that was the best advice I ever received growing up playing sports because you just need to get it done. And sometimes you may not feel good, you may not be at your best. You may not be your sharpest. But if you can find a way to win at the at that moment together as a group, that's all that matters. Why soccer over any other sports? Like, soccer is maybe soccer. my favorite sport because, like, basketball is one, football is two, soccer is two. Okay. So you want me to argue why soccer is my favorite sport or the best sport? The best sport because. <laughs> okay. Um. My argument would start that um, soccer is a game played over the longest period of time, 90 minutes, okay? And there's 22 people playing on the field. And so somehow with your team of 11 players, you got to figure out how to break down their 11 players in 90 minutes and win the game. So it's running, it's running at high, high speeds, high distances, um, sometimes you're jogging, sometimes you're walking. So you have that mix of, oh man, I'm really tired. And sometimes you just, hey, it's easy. I'm walking around. So the aspect of the game being a little bit different is um, my favorite part of the game because it's it's challenging. Uh, and I, it's the most popular sport in the world. I think it's one of the oldest sports in the world. Uh, it's something that really provides excitement uh, unlike anything I've seen before at the highest level, it's the most watched sport in the world. Not to say that the most watched is always the best, but I would argue that it is. Uh, I love football. I love basketball. Um, but I don't think they bring the same level of excitement and different types of tournaments, right? You have national teams. You have national teams for basketball. You don't have national teams for football, right? Football is really big just in Canada and the United States. Um, so if you're looking at a worldwide sport, if there's 8 billion people on the planet, I'd say, you know, with the World Cup happening in next month in November in Qatar, there's going to be at least 
four and a half, five billion people watching the World Cup. And I think that's one of the coolest things that you can, uh, you can, yeah, one of the coolest facts around that you can't really argue because no other sport gets that visibility. So there's my argument. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was a so, pretty good argument. Well, wait, wait, sorry. Um, I was going to say, yeah, like soccer fans, they have like, they're probably the most passionate fans. Cause like, if you look at some of the clips on YouTube, they're like, they're like insane. Like they're always like chanting, they have a bunch of chants and they're very loud. Yeah, that, that's another great aspect, Nathan. I, I didn't even speak about that. The best part about the game is the fans. And we have some amazing fans in Ottawa, the best in the Canadian Premier League, because they, they've devoted their time and energy to come and support us. If there wasn't fans in the stands, there wouldn't be a reason for us to play, right? And it's the same in England, it's the same in France, the same in Germany, uh, Italy, uh, England, wherever you're, it is, you see amazing amazing support that people are spending their time and their money to come watch you play. And that's the biggest, um, the biggest compliment anybody can pay to somebody, right? Is they're going to spend their time and energy to come watch you play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how long has your soccer career been and when did you start playing professionally? I started about uh, 11 years ago now. Well, it'll be 11 years in 2023 and 20, in 2012, uh, I left the university and I went to play for a club called Columbus Crew for a couple of years. And that's where I first started. It was a, a big learning experience for me. I had a couple injuries my first year. My body wasn't adapting to the, the workload, uh, I'd say, well enough. And uh, we had some coaching changes and I had to learn how to become a pro every day, how to be take care of my body how to understand how to eat well and uh, work with physios, work with my teammates that are older, you know, because at the professional level, it's very cutthroat. If you're not doing the job, they're going to find somebody else to do it. And uh, it took me a little bit longer than I'd hoped to understand that aspect. You know, sometimes when you're, you know, given a chance in a game and you may not do your best, well, you might not see another opportunity for the whole season. You might not see an opportunity for two or three weeks. So the mental side of the game, learning that was one of the harder parts for me. And uh, I really uh, I really learned a lot over the last 11 years that has helped me on and off the field. What can the fans do to help you win? And do you get distracted by some fans while on the field? Um, I'll answer your second part first. I think in, in different arenas or different stadiums that I've played in, uh, there's times where, you know, on the field, you can't hear, you know, what your teammates are saying. It's very, very loud. Uh, you know, in North America, we don't experience that too much. In Europe, that was more of the th- case or playing for a national team, that was a case. But, you know, the fans create this energy that's hard to describe. Um, when you feel their passion and their them being loud, um, them just showing up to watch you play, it, it creates a special feeling. It gives you extra sense of energy. That someone's right behind you giving you a push and we have that at uh, at our stadium at td place it's a really special uh stadium uh, the fans have really grown and you know it's going to take five or ten years to really build uh, a full canada-wide canadian premier league culture but we've had we have one in ottawa that is that has already been created that is just growing and it's so exciting to see uh because 
people, again, I'll keep going back to it. They're spending their money to come watch us play. They're spending their time outside creating TIFOs and websites and doing podcasts about how we're playing, right? We're being analyzed. And that's really cool. Um, it's it's what help uh, Canada be better as a national team going forward. So, Ben? Oh, so that's all our questions, right? Yeah, I'm done. I'm out. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. When did you start this podcast and why did you start this podcast? <laughs> um, well, I guess I'll answer that because I'm always yeah. the one that answers that. So okay. I think we started around grade the start of grade six, which would have been three years ago. So we've been doing this a long time. And I guess we started it because it was really at the start just for fun. And then we were we kind of like did like like the first episode was my dad. Right. Like it was like just for fun. But then I don't know where like the fourth episode was the mayor of Ottawa. And then we started getting people asking to come on and all and stuff. And then it kind of like took off and it's been three years already. So wow. yeah. It was really fun. just for fun. And then yeah. it became yeah. pretty I didn't, yeah. I didn't cool. expect it for us to do it this long. Hey. Yeah, that's a, that's how most things in life happen, right? You don't expect to be doing something and then it then it happens and uh it's really exciting. I'm I'm really honored to to speak with you guys. So thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming. On the podcast. It was a pleasure speaking to you. Uh no, it's an honor to be on your podcast, guys. This is really something special that you've created. Uh, I admire your ability to create something like this, and you've done it for three years. That is really, again, it's a very special thing. So I'm honored to be on here. Uh, I give you the most encouragement to keep going. And if you need any help with anything, please send me a message uh, on Instagram or Twitter. And I'm happy to facilitate. Maybe we can get some other people on for you. And uh, it'd be really awesome to to come back on at some time, maybe in three years time, see where you guys are at. And uh, it's, uh, it's really special. So uh, this Sunday, we're finishing up our season with Atletico Ottawa. It's been a historic season and uh, we're excited and looking forward to the playoffs, but we're trying to try and win the league on Sunday. It would be really special and uh, we'll try and win the championship. Thanks for having me on guys. This podcast is hosted by the interview dudes, Jack Charon, Nathan Cox, and Ben Peters. Produced by James Charon. Music by Kevin McLeod at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-T-E-C-H dot com. Thanks for listening.